With Hashem's assistance, we're learning Kedushin Dafayin Beis, page 72. We begin at the top line. Amar le'abaya, abaya said to Rav Yosef, Lahagis the Prasad Hecha. If we cross over the Euphrates River, how far does Babylonia go? Omer lay, my daitech. So he said to him, What is your question precisely, Mishum Berem? If you're concerned about Berem, which is on the other side of the Euphrates, Nasvi. So the very good lineaged people of Pompadisa would marry people in Berem. So that shows that Berem is in fact considered part of Babylonia. Omer Papa, my papa says, Just like in regards to the boundaries of Babylonia, so they apply this argument that we're talking about applies to the lineage. It also applies in regards to a divorce argument, whether or not it's considered the halachic ramifications of whether you have to say nechta, nechta, if it was signed and sealed in front of me. Rav Yosef says, no, the argument is only in regards to the lineage, but in regards to the divorce document, everyone will agree that Babylonia ends at the second area. There's two swampy areas full of reeds and aravas, and they're both next to this bridge. So the second area is where the Babylonia ends in regards to the divorce documents. Rabbi Barchama says that this place called Chavayama is the, the spitz, the highest, the best place in regards to the of Babylonia. And these two places, Shunya and Gaivya, are the best parts of the place called Chavel Yama in regards to the lineage. Ravina Amar, Av Titura. Ravina says also Titura is another place within Chavel Yama that's also very significantly good. Tanya Nami Hachiv, a bride like this, Chanabin Pechaz Aimer. Chanabin Pechaz says, Chavel Yama Techeldu de Babel. Chavel Yama is the greatest part of Babylonia. Shunya Vagavi, but Titura Techeldu de Chavel Yama. These three neighborhoods are the best part of Chavel Yama in regards to the lineage. Amar Abhabar Abhabar says, Vaidna. However, nowadays, Yari Bahu Kusoi, even in those particular neighborhoods, Kutim have been mixed into them. It's not true, says the Gemara. There was actually a Kuti who wanted to get a wife from that place, but they didn't allow him to marry into them. My Chavayama, what is Chavayama? Amra Papa, Papa says, Zupras the Bursi. This is Pras the Bursi. Hahu Gaver, there was a certain man, Amr Luhu, he said to them, Anam and Shait Mishait. I'm from this place called Shait Mishait. Amr Bishok Nafcha Avraglava, Amr Bishok Nafcha got up on his feet and he said, Shait Mishait Ben Anaharis Aimedes. This place, Shait Mishait, is between the two rivers. Vachi Ben Anaharis Aimedes, my Havi. Sigmar says, just because it's between the two rivers, what does that tell us? Amr Abaya Abaya says, Amr Bicham Bar Ukva, in the name of Rabbi Bicham Bar Ukva, Amr Bias Bichanina, in the name of Rabbi Yosef Bichanina. Any place in between the two rivers is considered like Pumpadis in regards to lineage, meaning it has a very good lineage in that place because it's considered the main part of Babylonia is between the two rivers. Where is it exactly? It's actually a place which is higher above all the other places that we mentioned along the Euphrates River. So Mar says, wait, Rabbi Yechanan said that there was a limit to how far we went up on the Euphrates River and this place is past that limit. Rabbi says, we're there's actually a strip of land that's, that sticks out, that juts out, goes around the other places that we mentioned that are not considered kosher, not considered part of Babylonia, and it hits this place, and this place is considered part of Babylonia. Amrav Ikabar Avin, Amrav Chananel, Amrav. Rav Ikabar Avin says the name of Rav Chananel, the name of Rav. Nahavnid, this river called Nehavnid, Harehi Gegayla Liyuchsin. It's considered like Pumbadisa has good lineage. Amrav Abaye, so Abaye said, Don't listen to him. You know why he said this? It could be that the reason Rav Ikabar was saying this is because he has a Yavama, a woman that he ended up marrying, or was supposed to marry, who came from that place. That's why he's saying that has good lineage. So, interesting question I once asked on this Gemara, I have it written down on the side of my Gemara, that uh, how could he say this? Isn't he, it's embarrassing to him. How could he accuse him of distorting the facts? And so I wrote down over here, 
maybe this is the understanding with Hashem's help, that like we said earlier on the Fa'in Amabiz, that anytime a Rav says halacha, after the Maisif, it's a Maisif, it's a story that affects him, so we don't believe him unless he said it before. So the Gemara continues on Marley, Rav Ika responds back to Abayatudidihi, this isn't my own statement, this is actually a statement of Rav Hananel. They went and they asked Rav Hananel, and he said to them, this is what Rav said, that this river Nihavnid is considered like Pumpadisa in regards to lineage. And this is an argument actually with Rabbi Abba Barakahana, Rabbi Abba Barakahana, he said, what does it mean in the verse when it says, that Placed the ten different tribes in these different places. Chalach zuchilazin. Chalach is referring to this river. Chavor zuhadayiv. Chavor is referring to the place daiv. Now it goes into Ginzak. This is a place called Ginzak. Are modai zuchamdon vecharisa. And the cities of modai is referring to Hamdan and its friends, meaning the cities around it. I mean, those zunihavne vecharisa. There are those who say that this is referring to nahavne and the cities around it. My charisa, Amar Shmuel. What is charisa? What does it mean the cities around it? Shmuel says krach mushchi chus. Rumki is referring to the cities of Mushki, Huski, and Rumki. So, and Rabbi Yechanan says, All of the ten tribes that ended up in these different places, so they ended up marrying into the nations around them, and therefore, so if there would be a non Jew that would marry a Jewish woman, so the children would become psulim, they would have a blemish. So, we think at this point that Mushki, that we refer to over here, is the same thing as Mushkini. And behold, Rabbi Yechibar Abin said, that Mushkini, so it's considered like Pumbadis in regards to Yuchsin, it's considered that it's good lineage. So, here we have Rabbi Yechanan saying that in fact, there's problematic lineage in this place. So the Gemara says, no, Mushki is one place, Mushkini is a different place. And therefore, it would seem that there's no argument. Now the Gemara continues with, this, with the verse in Daniel, Vitlas ilan bepuma ben shina'a. Rashi tells us that in Daniel's vision, so he saw this animal coming out of the water. This animal was actually a mushal to Babylonia. And so when the animal came out, so he saw that it had these these uh, pieces of bone in its, te- its teeth. This, these bones are actually a mushal to chilaz and daiv in its even these three places. Sometimes they're included in Babylonia, and sometimes they're not included. And there was a second animal that was after it that looked like a bear. Tony Rav Yosef Elu Parsim. Rav Yosef says that this is talking about the person. They eat and drink like a bear. They eat a lot. They get very large like a bear. Their hair goes long like a bear. They have no rest just like a bear. Rabbi Ami Chazi Parsa the Rachiv when he would see a riding Persian Amar Duba Naida he would say Look it's a mobile bear. Rabbi said to Levi Herani Parsim Levi was someone who was well known for his mashalim, for his ability to say a parable. So he said to him, give me a parable for the Persians. Amar Le- Le- responded and said, They're very mighty, like the warriors of the house of David. Herani Chavrin. So he said to him, what, how would you describe these people, Chavrin, who are nearby? They're so bad, they're like these angels of destruction. Herani Yishmaelim. What would you say in regards to the Arabs? So they're like the shadim, like the demons that are inside of the bathroom. 
What would be your mushal for these Torah scholars, Shabbat that are in Babylonia? So he answered, They're like the angels of Hashem, and, he, and Rashi explains because they wear beautiful white clothing. When Rabbi was about to pass away, so he had some kind of Ruch HaKodesh, says Rashi, he had some divine inspiration. So he said, with his divine inspiration, there's a place called Homania in Babylonia. The whole place is actually filled with Amon, Amoni people. He, it is. Misgaria Ika, there's a place called Misgaria Babel in Babylonia. Kula de Mamzera, he. It's all completely filled with Mamzerim. Birka Ika Babel, there's a place called Birka in Babylonia. Shne Achimish, Machlif and Shusim Zalazel, there are two brothers that actually exchanged their wives. Birta de Satya Ika Babel, there's a place called Birta de Satya in Babylonia. Hayoim, Serum Echari Hamakam. Today they went off of the path of God. The Akfi Pere Bekivri Bishabasa, they floated some kind of cage in the water on Shabbos. Vazav with Sodabu Hubashabis, and they were catching fish on Shabbos. Shamtin Rabbi Achi, Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Achi, Rabbi Yeshua put them in a ban, Vishtamud. The whole place, they all ended up going off the path of Judaism. Akra de Agma Ika Bevavel. Furthermore, Rabbi said in his prophetic statements, there's a place called Akra de Agma in Babylonia. Adabar Ava Yesh, but there's a man there called Adabar Ava. Hayom Yesh Vechikashal Avram. Right now he's sitting in the lap of Abraham, so it's not clear if that means he just passed away or if it means that he had just gotten his bris. Hayom Nodled Rabbi Yehuda Bevavel. And he also said that today, Rabbi Yehuda has been born in Babylonia. Mar, Mar stated, When Rabbi Akiva died, so Rabbi was born. When Rabbi died, so Rabbi Yehuda was born. When Rabbi Yehuda died, so Rabbi Yehuda died, so Rabbi was born. When Rabbi died, so Rabbi was born. This teaches you that a, a righteous person doesn't pass away from the world until a similar type of righteous person is brought into the world. Shinemar, the verse says, And the sun shall shine, and the sun shall set. The verse tells us that before Eli passed away, so the shine, the light of Shmuel was already shining. Shinemar, the verse says, And the lamp of God before it went out, and Shmuel was already sleeping, he was having his first visions, so his greatness was already starting to shine even before Eli passed away. The verses that God commanded around Yaakov, all of his difficult oppressors. Yehuda says this is referring to Homani, which is on the river, which we said earlier is a place that's filled with Ammonim, uh, Ammonite people, that just like previously they had been when we were in the land of Israel, says Rashi. So they were always constantly bothering us. There was thorn in our side. So too, when we, even when we got into Babylonia, they were still there to bother us. Now the Gemara goes off on a slight tangent, which, which is going to bring us back to what we've been speaking about. And it was when I was prophesying with Paltio ben Beneo Maze, and Paltio, the son of Beneo, had passed away. I fell on my face, and I called out and I screamed, and he called out, Hashem my God. So Rav and Shmuel are arguing. One says that this was a good thing, meaning he was a good man, and that's why he was calling out, and that's why he was so upset. And one says that he was an evil man, and he was upset for a different reason. The one who says that he was a good man, the one who says that it was a good thing is because of the story that happened with a certain general of Mishon, who was the son-in-law of Nebuchadnezzar. He sent him from all of the... 
of these servants, all these slaves that you brought, all these people that you captured, you couldn't send one in front of us to, to be a slave for us? So he wanted to send a Jew. So said, got up and said, We were important that we should stand in front of you. Over here, and the slaves should go elsewhere. No, he said, take one of the slaves, one of the people who were slaves to the Jews. That's who should be slaves to you, not one of the Jews. So, so someone who did such a great statement and didn't allow the Jews to end up becoming slaves to him. So he should die in half of his days. I mean, he died so young. So that's why he was screaming out. The one who says that it was something bad, that was not so good. Because the verse says, I came to the gate of the house of God, meaning the temple, the one that's facing towards the east, at the opening of the gate, there were 25 people. I saw amongst them this man, Yosni ben Ezer, and the officers of the, of the nation. And the verse says elsewhere, I came into the courtyard of the house of God, the inner courtyard. So the 25 people that were there, that their their backs were towards the the sanctuary, their faces were turned eastward. From the fact that it says that they're facing eastward, don't I know that their backs are facing west? What is to tell you? Their backs were facing towards the temple. That they were doing a horrible act. They were unclothing their backside and they were relieving themselves. There was just a horrible embarrassment of the base of Middash of the temple. So the, so the Prophet was saying, Misha Asa Hara has this a person who did this action because Paltiyo was amongst these 25 people. He should just die in a regular way. How could he do such a horrible thing and be allowed to die a regular death? That's why he was so upset. We can prove that Shmuel was the one who actually said that he was a bad person and that's why he was so upset. Mushkin is considered like as, as great as Pumbadisa in regards to lineage. Mishan Lechashvila. Mishan was only problematic. The only reason that it was problematic was not because of any slaves getting mixed in there, not because of any bastards getting mixed in. But rather, the problem was over there that there were Kohanim, there were priests that were not careful about not marrying women who were, who were divorced. And therefore, they created all kinds of psulim in the Kahuna. That was the issue there. But what do we see that Shmuel says according to this? He says that in regard to this place that we referenced earlier in the whole story with Paltiyo ben, ben, ben Ayohu, where he was in Mishan and he sent those slaves over there so you see in, in that Shita that he did something good there were slaves in Mishan but here Shmuel is saying that there were no slaves in Mishan we don't have to be worried about slaves at all so that seems to be that that Shmuel would hold like the second version that in fact Paltiyo ben, ben Ayohu was not such a good person so the Gemara says it could be that Shmuel was indeed the one who said that he said it was good he was the first Shita and why is it that Shmuel holds over here that there were no slaves that were because he holds that when a person is mafkir, he makes his slave ownerless so that a slave goes out free. And he doesn't even need to be freed at all. And that's what happened over here as well in the story with Paltiyo ben Benayo. Shinamar's verse says, Call Evet Ish Miknas Kesev. The verse says, Any slave of a man that he shall buy with his money, Evet Ish. 
isha. What? Only the slave of a man, not the slave of a woman? That's not true. Only a slave, it's going to teach you that only a slave who has his master upon him, then, then he's called a slave. But a slave that does not have the ownership of the master upon him, so he's not called a slave. This is a statement of Rabbi Meir. However, the sages say, All of the lands do not have problems of lineage, but rather, they, we can assume that there is a cheskes kashrus, there is a previous status that they're kosher. Based on the statement, so Amemar permitted Rav Huna Barnason to marry a woman from this place called Chosyasa. Amar Rav Ashi, my daitich, so Rav Ashi says, what's your opinion? The Amar of Yehuda, because Rav Yehuda said, because this is only the statement of Rabbi Meir that says that all the other places, all the other, other lands are not considered kosher. But the sages, in fact, say that it, all the lands do have a cheskes kashrus that they're considered kosher. First of all, the yeshiva of Rav Kahana did not learn that way. And also the yeshiva of Rav Papa did not learn that way. And the yeshiva of Rav Zvid also did not learn that way. However, Amemar did not accept this statement because he heard this statement from Rav Zvid who seems that he was his rabbi. In the future, so the bastards and the sinim are going to be Kosher. These are the words of Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Meir, Amir. Rabbi Meir says, Ain't time. No, it's not true. They're not going to become purified later when Mashiach comes. On Rabbi Yossi, so Rabbi Yossi, so like far, never the verse already says, I'm going to place upon you pure waters, I'm going to purify you. On Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says, When it says, From all of your impurities, from all of your idolatries, so it's teaching you, but not from the bastards. On Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, When it says, I shall purify you again, the Torah says again, an extra word, so it's teaching that even, you're going, we're going to be pure even from any kind of mamzers. Bishon Rabbi Meir, according to Rabbi Meir, we understand that's why the verses by Yeshev Mamzer by Ashdod. I guess it's referring to something that happens in the future after the times of Mashiach. It says that some kind of mamzer is going to live in Ashdod, so that's you can have a mamzer. So has Rabbi Yosef going to understand that verse? Can we talk to Yosef? So we're going to learn it like Rabbi Yosef the the translation into. Aramaic, Yasfun that the people of Israel will sit, they will stay in that land, even though they had been strangers. Amr of Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says, Amr of Yosef, Rav Yosef says, Amr of Yehuda, Amr of not for the fact that Rav Yehuda had said in the name of Shmuel that the halach is like Rav Yehuda, Eliyahu Anavi would come, he would take away droves and droves of Jewish people because so many people have married into Mamzerim. We'll continue from here with Hashem's help in the next daily daf.